Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, please uh, be gentle with me because this is my international debut. <laughs> so, yeah, I've spoken to uh, a few bunch of people in India and uh, they don't know much about Bible and they don't know a few stories in the Bible, so I did well, really. So here, uh, I see lots of scholars here. And, uh, Please uh, bear with me as well uh, while I'm going through some of the stuff that I prepared till last minute, till, till five minutes ago. So I want to tell you a few stories from the Bible as well as my uh, experiences as a Christian. And um, I want to uh, bring all of us together at the end. And um, I want to uh, pray for some things that I will go through now in a minute. But today, um, as you all know, that we are going through um, a series of parables. And I think I've, uh, I've been um, very fortunate. And I thank God for this, that uh, I got the biggest parable of all. <laughs> and... Uh, um, this is the parable of uh, prodigal son. Have, uh, let me ask you all uh, a question. Have you ever been lost before, any time? And uh, how, yeah, probably uh, most of us, if we don't know, especially in, uh, in places where we are not familiar with. But were you lost in a familiar place as well? Right, okay, yeah. I was lost one, two, three times, basically. Uh, one was at my home, where that's where we live, uh, from the time I was born. And one was in a place called Marina Beach in Chennai. And the other one, uh, two times uh, I, uh, they found me somehow. But third time, it was to myself. I had to find uh, myself there. So, first thing, um, we, are, we are talking about Luke chapter 15 uh, was 11 to 32. That's where the story of the parable, uh, the story of the uh, prodigal son is. Now, we all know the story. I don't want to go through the story again uh, and um, give you the um, details of it, but it's very useful because I want to tell you my story as well along this story. So that makes um, a lot of us um, relate to the current story here. So, this man had two sons. The younger one said to his father, give me my share of the estate. Right. Um, generally, the property in India, that's where I'm from, so I'll go to India sometimes, so please bear with me there. Um, in India, they share the property only when the father or mother dies. Um, among the children. So up to 1980s, uh, it was the only, only the son will get the property. If there are two sons, they share. If there is a daughter along with two sons, she won't get it. Mm. Only two sons will get the property, only after they die. And now in 80s, uh, one of the uh, good chief ministers in our part of the state has made a law to say that, okay, if there is a daughter, she'll get it as well. Only that too, only after the parents die. Now, this one he's asking here 
the younger one generally younger uh, being I'm the eldest in my family uh, my family's only nine families from my father's side and six families from my mother's side so I am the eldest of all all the children and everybody um, so I know the expectations of the elder one you need to be calm you need to be responsible you help them you do that you do this and youngers younger ones they get to do whatever they want so it's, it's not a problem with them but young uh, elder one you have to do that and take care of the uh, take care of your sister she's coming with you to school when I was going to school I was left alone in the nursery and I was crying they shut the door that's it but here I get to take my sister and all sorts of things. So, yeah, there's responsibility. Younger one, here, this guy is asking his father to share his property. In Israel, at the time, the, the culture, there was, right, if a, now Jesus, I think Jesus uh, here want to um, portray, father and son are at this level, father, two sons are at this level. Now, Jesus, in the audience there, it's important to know about the audience. Who is listening to this parable here? The Pharisees and the teachers of the law and sinners. Yeah. Both the groups are listening to this story. So Jesus um, is trying to convey a message to all the people here. Right, the younger one is asking for a share in his property, which, is, which, means, uh, which means to say, you are dead to me. Just give me my property, I'll leave my own, of my own. So don't worry about it. But I remember my, uh, uh, my grandfather had three wives. So first wife divorced, and second wife had a son. And um, that my because uh, she died of cancer, I think. And um, because um, he was mother, he don't have mother. My grandfather pampered him up to a point where he wouldn't eat anything if he's not given a money, a, some coins. He wouldn't eat anything. So if he eat it, he get the coin, and that's it. He wouldn't eat again. So in the meal, you're taking a spoon, no coin, no spoon. That's how it, he was pampered. So for him, he would, my grandfather would do anything. So that's what my father also got when my father, my grandfather died. He, he would pamper him. Now, even now he says, oh, he don't have mother. So that's why I'm giving him some money. That's, that's kind of, um, that's the kind of pampering. So here, the younger one might have been pampered a lot. That's why father said, okay. Don't worry, I'll, I'll give it to you. Here it says, they were at this level. Now, younger one initiative, initiating the request, so to divide the property, is is gone down. So, remember the, the audience here are both sinners and the Jewish um, priests and Pharisees and stuff. So, he's going down a bit. Now, Father has given him, so probably one third of the property might have gone to younger one. Two thirds is left with the, the eldest, and probably, generally, if the father is retired, he would manage together with the eldest one. So he's done that. 
That's okay. He sold all his property now. And he went to a distant land, which again is something that, that would touch these uh, both sinners as well as the teachers. Why? Because he's going into a land that is not the promised land, it's a distant land, it's a land of Gentiles. Okay, so he's gone a bit down as well. Right, now what do we, what do, what does he do there? He spent all of it. On what? Did he buy real estate and uh, buildings and property there? No, he just spent all of it on something which is not good. So, again, the level has fallen down there. He enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. Now, there was, uh, he lost all the money as well. There was recession again. Now, what does he do? He want to get a job. I wonder what does his CV look like if he's here now. He got that experience? Nah, I just spent some money. I have the uh, experience of selling properties and convert translating the property into money and uh, doing that. So probably foreign exchange is something that I can do. Um, not really. No, this, this was recession you're talking about, so no job. Right. What does um, what does um, he do? He get a job. Any job is now up for any job. He gets a job himself, uh, and he is now a employee of a gentile. See, the, he's gone back. He's divided, he's split his property, he's gone into something which is not right. He's been degrading. And he's gone out into some land which is not the promised land. He sells his property, he lost everything. Now he's hired himself to a Gentile. He's now working and he's now feeding the pigs. That's his job. So, right, there's something we need to look here. How far has he gone? Looking at, um, at this point, I wonder what um, the, pre uh, the sinners as well as uh, the preachers are, the teachers of the law are thinking. How far is the younger one is so, so bad? How far can he go? The worst is he wanted to eat the food of the pigs, the most unclean animal. So he's in the unclean land, unclean, uh, working for an unclean man, and he's working for uh, feeding the unclean animal, and he wants to eat the unclean food as well. How far can he go? Right, the first thing I um, said that I lost, I was lost two times, and I was at the age of eight or nine probably, and um, like any other kid, I was um, very interested in fire engines. Right, there was a fire engine, and uh, that stopped in just in front of our house, and there were the crew. The crew were looking for some volunteers at the time to help them put off the fire somewhere. So I was only eight or nine at the time, and there was a neighbor as well who is a 
probably a year older to me. So I got on the fire engine. I didn't tell my parents. It was so exciting because that's fire engine, that's big one, and it's got ladder and uh, the bell, etc. So I went on, and uh, nobody noticed us, and we, along with the other volunteers, went to put out the fire. Right, and they did all the. Um, they took out the water and put the hose on, and they put the fire off. And now we were again. Uh, I think they were, we were told that we will be dropped back at our home. And okay, we stick to the other people as well. So, but the fire engine took us to another place to fill up the tank again. That's uh, they did that, and they dropped us not at our home, but uh, at our at the fire station. I didn't know. I didn't go alone anywhere at the time. So um, somehow. The neighbors, brothers, friends, friends, somebody brought us home. And uh, I was thinking of this uh, parable. I was thinking about when did I first hear the parable in my life? You, we might have heard it so many times. I was thinking, how many, when was the first time? When I returned, my father went searching for me and he uh, told everyone, uh, all the neighbors, and uh, that all that happened when I was away, about four to five hours. And um, when I returned, they were eating. My dad, mom, and my sister were eating food. And I came back, I entered the house, and my father said, the lo we found the lost son. I didn't know what that mean, m meant at that time. I didn't know that. So when I was uh, preparing for this, I thought, okay, this is the first time I've ever heard this parable. And uh, sometime later, my mom or my grandmother, somebody told about the whole story. So that's what, oh, that's what I am. I'm the lost son. Right. This is the lost son here. Somewhere in the land. Now, I, I like this uh, sentence here. The, uh, what it says here is, He's done all that, now he wants to eat the food of the pigs. He says, the Bible says here, when he came to his senses. When he came to his senses. I'll tell you the uh, third one, third story, because that's, uh, that's the most important uh, return or, or they are being found. I, um, when he came to his sense, so that's, we are talking here about repentance. Oh, he thought, oh dear, what have I done? Now I need to, I think I need to go back. My father would have hired me and nobody starves there. He came to his senses. I came to my senses when uh, I was uh, when Jesus found me. That's the most important um, uh, whatever happened. That's the most important event that has ever happened to me in my life. Jesus found me. I I didn't do anything. I don't deserve to be brought back, or I don't deserve to be doing that. Um, I was. 
I was more more degraded than the younger son here. I've done such uh, things that uh, he wouldn't um, he wouldn't accept me. But when I came to his senses, that's the that's the that's the power of the Holy Spirit. I think mm-hmm. that makes you think. All oh, right, oh, now I get it. Okay, this is what has happened. I came to my senses, and he's he's found me. I, I like that because. Uh, that's where all the Christians are about. Christianity is all about repentance and accepting Jesus as our Savior and personal Savior and the, and the Lord. Right. He prepared a nice speech. I'll go back to my father and say something to him and he'll accept me. Let's see what, what the speech is. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. That's the speech. So he went there. Now, he started, he went to uh, his home and uh, father was there. Probably he saw him from the distance there. But now, what does he do? Father, this is, the, this is the key. Repentance was only, for me, in my personal experience, repentance was only a split second. I thought about it and, oh no, I shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. But, and I went to him and I said, but look what God does, or uh, the Father does here. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Right, he took the first step. The younger son took the first step. But look at what father did. He ran to him. Imagine, the, again, we are talking about um, the time when Jesus was on the earth. The dressing sense was not... Very good, but there were the ropes. So, in order to run, you would, uh, those were not the trousers; the, those were the ropes. So, you wouldn't let him run. So, probably he might have pulled it up a bit and run because he wouldn't care. People are watching on the streets, and the sun is watching as well. He ran to him. Imagine that, and probably he's, he's old, 30, 30 years. Um, I want to just bring it out because 30 years is generally when people uh, start doing important things in life in that, in that, at that time. Jesus started his ministry at 30 and uh, David started to rule um, when he was 30. I think Joseph also um, was 30 when he started to uh, rule over Egypt. So that's 30. So imagine uh, he's got a son of 30 already and he's left and and uh, this is the elder son is managing. So probably he would have been around 50, 60, I would say. 60. And this man is running on the street, which is not common at all. Probably people watching him might have been shocked to see that in that culture. My father never ran. I run sometimes to Joshua because I'm uh, not very 
at that point, he was shocked. Son was shocked, and uh, everybody shocked. So, what does he do? He do he goes and hugs him and kisses him. Remember, um, Esau, Esau and Jacob. What did they do? This is the thing they do uh, in that culture. They do to reconcile. Yeah. Right. So it it's, it means to say, it's okay. It's okay. You're back. The guy who I um, lost with, my partner in, in the crime, <laughs> the guy who uh, he attended our wedding, my, my, our wedding, six, seven years ago, and I saw him. And two years later, I was told that that guy died of HIV positive. I wonder, I wondered, what his father might have told him when he was found, when he came back. Did he tell about my father? I was fortunate because my father told me about prodigal son. But um, I don't think his father told him that. Now coming back to the story here. So father accepted him. Look what happened to the speech. Um, what's the speech again? He, he started uh, saying things but one thing he wouldn't say, make me like one of your hired men. Why didn't he say that? Why, why do you think he didn't say that? Absolutely. Would he say that? Would he say and uh, insult his love? Because he has accepted him, brought him everything, and he put his uh, put a ring, he put a robe on him, and he couldn't. He couldn't say that. He he don't want to say that. Now, the second, uh, the other part of the story is elder brother. He's, he's not very happy with him, with the whole proceedings, because he's wasted all the money, he's um, gone out, and father never allowed him, etc. But we, we know the um, part of the, we know the story there. I went on to, uh, while I was preparing, and generally I look into our church website as well. Um, I log into church website sometimes and see what's going on and uh, I looked into our website and uh, I went in to see who are we here, what are we doing and I said there's, an, uh, there's a section on the website called about us I went there and saw that it says it says, uh, our website, our church website says, it's a, it's a church whose people are assured of the grace of God in their lives. That's what we are showing to the world. That's what we are to the world at the moment. We are the people who are assured 
the grace of God. Definitely, yeah. I believe that. We are, and we were talking about that as well. It's now we are the people who are assured of the grace of God. He's ready to accept. He has accepted us into His kingdom already, and we are assured. It's amazing. But our church is going through so many things at the moment. Health is one thing. And I've checked back in my emails, and starting from January, I think, we have been getting updates from Chrissy. We are, we are definitely in need of some miracle in our church. We need grace of God in our church. Yes, we have been, whenever I get, uh, we get emails from Chrissy, updates on uh, Pat and other people who need uh, healing. Yes, we pray for them. And also, we, I was thinking, yes, we need healing, definitely. But I was thinking about what, what is about, what about the people who we are related with our fathers, our mothers, our, our sisters, our relatives, etc. And I thought about my family. So when my um, when I was saved, I was able to um, ask my father and tell him about uh, Jesus and stuff. We were Christians, but he wasn't, uh, you know, he's not, he's not accepted Jesus as his personal savior. So when I was saved, I prayed about my parents, my sister. And I think in two years time, they accepted Jesus, all, of, all three of them accepted Jesus as their personal savior. I had that I had that burden in me at the time, and I asked my father at the time that, uh, all right, he was very alcoholic. He he never sleeps without drinking and stuff, and uh, that he, he used to get drunk. And I asked him, would you drink again? From that time on, in, I think it's in 2001 or two, he never touched it again. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord! Mm-hmm. It's the grace of God. Yeah. Nothing else. My mother accepted and my sister accepted. All, all of them were baptized. I was thinking in terms of our church as well. We all have relatives. We all have mothers, fathers. and I've seen, um, in, when I was uh, given this uh, top, a parable to speak to uh, on this on today, um, I was thinking about this all the time whenever I was, and uh, God has been showing me some amazing things. And whenever I read newspaper, I find something that's relevant to it. April Jones is missing. And um, we went to supermarket a couple of weeks ago and um, generally Josh uh, plays at the Bob the Builder stuff, Bob the Builder there, and uh, we pack and put stuff in the trolley and go. And he said, okay, I want to go there and play. Okay, because it's normal. I put him down and we were busy doing that. Suddenly he didn't go there. He went there, but he started uh, looking for us. We, he didn't find us. He went out, and he went out into the car park. And he started crying there. And we were searching for him, for him in the supermarket. We started, and we started that. But uh, 
there was a customer service. Somebody brought him to the customer service, and he was crying, and they were about to announce about the lost son. <laughs> and that was something, again, as a father. I hugged him and I said, it's okay. He was crying and he was, uh, because he, uh, that's his first time, he's, uh, he's never been without us anywhere. So he was, and as a father, I felt that, okay, yeah, he's, he's lost, but I can see how grace of God works in that time. That's because grace of God has brought someone, asked somebody to bring him there and we found him there. So, so as a father, I experienced that. As a son, I experienced that because I lost. And as a son, I experienced my father being found as well. It's an amazing experience, experience in my life. And I would... What I'd like to, uh, what I'd like to all do is hold our hands together today, now, and come together in prayer for all of our loved ones who have not yet received Jesus as their personal saviors. Is that okay? Yeah, please stand up if you want and come closer and. And uh, I'd like to ask one or two elders to pray for all our loved ones, near and dear ones, who, are not, who have not accepted Jesus as their personal saviour yet. But we have hope yes. Yes. that he's going to shower his grace upon them as well. Thank you. Father, you're full of grace. Mm. And mercy, Lord. And there's not one of us here, Lord, that hasn't got loved ones, family, children, grandchildren, parents, uncles and aunts, cousins that don't know you. And Lord, we want to see them find you. Father, we pray for them. Constantly. And sometimes, Lord, we almost despair because we're not seeing the evidence of your hand upon them. And yet you are a faithful God. And you're a God who doesn't break his promises. And your hand is upon them. And so, Lord, we trust you because of your love. Because even in this story, Lord, we've learned something of your heart. How you search the horizon for those that are willing to return to you. And having seen them, Lord, you run towards them to greet them. That's your heart, Lord. You're amazing. You are a God of love. And so together, Lord, even as we hold hands and we remember those that we know and that we love, we put them into your hands, Lord.